What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I, I'm finally cleaning out my garage, Travis. I, you're not here anymore. You're in Omaha, but I'm finally cleaning out my garage. Now, you, you saw how it was. There's like boxes everywhere. There's, there's trash. Not, not everything's organized. And I spent no crap like, like three hours last weekend just taking boxes down, emptying them out, throwing stuff away we don't need, getting away from the pack ratting. Three hours. By the end of that three hours... I had like five trash bags full of stuff and it looked no cleaner. <laughs> I hate, I hate cleaning. This is why I hate cleaning. I'm like, I, I mean, we use Skype and I can tell you right now, the background looks no different. I, like <laughs> like there, there's no apparent it's, change. It's so, so frustrating, uh, dude. <laughs> keep up, keep up the good work, I guess. Hello, everybody. This is Travis. Hello, everyone. This is Brandon. And welcome back to yet another episode of Apathetic Enthusiasm, the podcast for podcast listeners. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 your, it's your place for pop culture, listening to Brandon and Travis talk about nothing in an unstructured way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, that's what the people come here for, is to listen to us talk about nothing. <laughs> and uh, if you want to tell us about your nothing, there's there's plenty of plenty of ways that you guys can do that. You can hit us up uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash apathetic enthusiasm show, uh, on apathetic enthusiasm show at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at apathusiast. And uh, yeah, Instagram, apathetic underscore enthusiasm. Yeah. Send us, send us some pics and preferably in square shapes. Yes. Because even though you can make rectangular Instagram posts, we don't, we don't advocate it. You know, <laughs> we, we want you guys we want you guys to embrace the medium and, and take your pictures in squares. You, you're damn right. You're damn right about that, Travis. Uh, I mean, what what do we have on the the docket for this this two week period? Uh, well, I I I don't know if I'm I'm pretty sure I mentioned this in the last episode. Uh, because I think I was just in like the midst of purchasing it. Uh, but I did finally purchase the VR rig of my dreams. I got an HTC Vive. 
uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And and this is this is probably the first time that I've uh, stopped using it long enough to experience the real world. And, uh, <laughs> and it's weird. It's weird. I can't I can't tell what's real and what's not. Uh, all I see are ones and zeros now. That's right. Uh, every, everything is a fog. Um, <laughs> but but no, it's uh, you know I've been, I have been playing a lot of VR and there's uh, I know I've talked about it at length on this show, but it's always been one of those things where it's like, oh, I've 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 used it a couple times and it's almost like a demo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because you you meant because you you I think you mentioned it last last episode, but you hadn't really had time to sit down and and, and mess with it as much as you you have been. Yeah, I there's there that's definitely not the case anymore. Uh and and it's surprisingly enough, uh my whole family is is enjoying it for the most part. My kids absolutely love it. I have I have j- games like Job Simulator um that they just kind of go ham on and they enjoy, you know, pretending they're working in an office or working behind a <laughs> counter at a convenience store and there's you know, that game is is funny because it's, you know, kind of cartoonish robots and and it's it's really sort of family friendly but even me uh putting on that game it's it's really enjoyable and and part of it and i think what it all boils down to is the level of immersion in vr uh is something that you really can't communicate to people if they haven't tried it out yeah um and and it's one of those things uh i played a game that we may have talked we probably talked about it on the Rick and Morty podcast, Interdimensional RSS, um, but we we may have mentioned it on here too. It's a, it's a game called Accounting, yeah, and and it's 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 a it's a sort of like a short demo. It's by a company that partnered with Justin Roiland before he fully fleshed out Squanch Tendo, his VR company that he's working with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they they made sort of like a just like a short. It's a free game. It's a free demo. Uh, but the company and the, their name escapes me right now, but I think they just got picked up by like Google. Like I think they got like acquired by Google. So the company is apparently doing good things yeah. when you have a company that size that uh, wants to be a part of what you're doing. But it's, it's, it's a game called accounting and you start out in sort of like an office environment, like you would an office simulator, but very quickly you go down this rabbit hole of different VR helmets that you're putting on in game. Uh-huh. And uh weird stuff starts happening right <laughs> like you have to you have to kill this super fat guy and by like cutting him open uh-huh. and it's all cartoonish looking so it's not like super hyper realistic um and there's a point where you're in a trial and the only way to get out of the trial is to piss off the judge and then you get sentenced uh and they roll in a guillotine and you have to like the way you get out of that is you have to put your head in the guillotine right so and it's all cartoon. Like I want to reinforce that this is like not. It doesn't look real. But when you're in the environment and your entire field of vision is only this game, and you the only thing you're hearing is the sounds of this game, and you move your arms around and so like it's very easy to quickly get sucked in, and then like real emotions start happening like as a result of that. So huh. you know I'm stand I'm standing there and like I. You know, I watched the entire playthrough of this game on YouTube. I did that months ago. I knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. But I could watch it and kind of just laugh at it and just going to be like, yeah, okay, that's funny. Uh, but then to actually perform the actions yourself or to, to, to face that decision where you're standing there like, 
all right, I have to get down <laughs> on my knees and put my head into this cartoon guillotine. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's real sort of thoughts and feelings that go into that, and uh, and so and so that's kind of true just across the board with all these different games. So it's uh, it's been really cool, and uh, the hype is real, if if you ask me. And I and I, I don't regret uh, any of the steps I've gotten to to picking up the VR stuff because there's just so many cool things. I I played a, a Mount Everest game yesterday okay. where it basically simulates going up Mount Everest, yeah. and. The first couple little like scenarios, I was like, okay, I have to walk across this thin ladder over a crevasse, and like the 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 vertigo kind of like kicks in a little bit. But you're like, all right, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then the next scene, you're you're like scaling this ice wall, yeah, and you just have like a, an axe and then a carabiner in the other hand, uh-huh. and you're and you're just like kind of going up in a line with these people, and they're like shouting and stuff, and everybody's talking. And I was like, okay, I'm good. And then I like turned and looked down behind me uh-huh. and I was really up high and my knees buckled and I like kind of lost my footing for a second. And I was like, okay, there's, there's a glowing advertisement for this technology. <laughs> like, and then like, you know, my palms were sweaty. Yeah. You know, there was vomit on my sweatshirt already. <laughs> mom's, mom's spaghetti. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway, so I've been t- doing a ton of VR stuff and it's, it's not going to be a topic that goes away anytime soon. So if you hate me talking about it, I'm sorry, guys. Um, yeah, the, but I would highly encourage folks to try it out if you haven't gotten a the chance. Thing, the thing with VR still that I, that I have, it's not an issue with, but a concern with, is until it's mainstream and it's readily accessible, as accessible as a, an Xbox One or PS4 on somebody's uh, countertop, it's 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 still it's still not there right and a lot of the a lot of these games that you're talking about they all sound they all sound cool they all sound really interesting but there's there's a prohibitively expensive entry point to experience these things and you said that you Absolutely. you said you bought it for like 300 bucks at a garage sale which is good but you yeah. also had to buy a computer like a good enough computer for it yeah yeah you know and so you have to find a friend who has money to to experience this, and <laughs> this is true. And this it, is true, and it's not like Ready Player One where you could just get a, a school a school scholarship and get a crappy VR rig. That it's not there yet, you know. Yeah, and I think that's interesting, and and obviously Ready Player One comes into my mind quite a bit as I'm trying out different experiences and and doing things with the VR. Um, I'm I'm curious as to what line this 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 current trend in vr will get to where will it get to a point where everyone has one a la ready player one and everybody's using it on a regular basis will it get to a point where it's as common as say an xbox or ps1 i mean the there are the the playstation 4 has playstation vr now you can you can throw extra money at it and get a vr experience using that console yeah um i'm pretty sure the next version of the xbox one is going to go in that same route. Yeah. Uh, there's there's arguments that that Apple is working on VR. The Windows just came out with a uh, a new uh, keynote where they were talking about their augmented reality, which really boils down to VR with a window into the outside world as you're playing. Yeah, yeah. Um. So so there's a lot of companies that are that are really pushing it and really chasing it. And then there are the 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 lower level entry points with like the Samsung Gear 
and and I know uh, Google has has it set up where their Google phone uh, has a headset that you can pop it in and get a a low budget VR experience. Yeah. Um, which I think is it's a half step in that a lot of people try like the Samsung VR and they're like, oh cool, I can kind of like look around right. Venice or something, and I can kind of see these static images of a 3D picture, and that's cool. But I, I, I want to like reiterate that, that experience because I've done both. That experience is not on the same level yeah. of say an Oculus experience or something when you have an HTC Vive. And yeah, the entry point like is higher and you do have to sort of budget more accordingly for that. But it's, it, I mean, the only issue I have right now with my system is that everybody wants to try it. Yeah, which limits the amount of time I get to use it. <laughs> so, so everybody has to take turns, and everybody needs to get equal time, and all the kids want to play. Luckily, they have a bedtime that's early enough to where I can, you know, get a get a few solid hours. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I also I there's also the the issue where it is, um, for the most part, a, a solo experience. Yeah. Um, where you can where you can game with people on a console and sit on the couch and kind of have. You know the the switch is is a great example of sort of how Nintendo is trying to bring gaming into a group of people so that you can play with your friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the VR stuff is very isolating, yeah. Where everybody can watch you have a good time, but you can't really <laughs> have a great time with a group of people. And there's there's people that are trying like the uh, keep talking and nobody explodes, right, right? Where somebody's trying to disarm a bomb and everybody else has the instructions. That's a way to kind of make it a a group thing um but yeah unless you're going actual over internet multiplayer uh which there's one game that i have tried called rec room which is a free game and it's astounding to me that's a free game mm-hmm. uh but you are basically just a floating torso with a head and a couple of floating hands but they have all these different mini games built in where you can do uh vr disc golf yeah i mean brandon that's brandon <laughs> I am, you, I'm going. You know, I'm, I'm going to Florida. You know that's have, the first thing I do. I have real you no. Know. <laughs> uh, but they also have like paintball and dodgeball yeah. and like paddleball and stuff like that. And then they also have these built-in like little quest games where you can go and fight robots or take a sword and go try and slay yeah. these little like robot monsters. There, and there's but it, but it's multiplayer, so you're doing it with other people and you can talk to each other and that's a really weird experience yeah. in of itself. There's a there's a game I sent you a link for and it's like a kind of like it's kind of a cooperative spaceship game, right? Where people, you have different positions within the ship. Somebody maybe manning the, the guns, the other person's a captain, other like an engineer, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, pilot people and, like that. Yeah. And, and I don't know how much of that it's, it's VR capable, right? So you can actually, it, it's, it's primed for VR, but I, but you could also play it not VR. And I, I don't know. I don't know how that experience is. I don't, I haven't looked at too much into it other than sending you the link. But it'd be interesting, you know, we talk about cross-platform compatibility, like PS4 and Xbox, and there. that's another thing to think about is the cross-platform capability of a VR-ready and non-VR. So I can still play with you. You might be doing it VR. I might be doing it with a mouse and keyboard. Right, yeah. Like, And I, th- I think that's a great way to kind of bridge the gap for, for developers. And I think that's a, a big issue that uh the entire like ecosystem has right now is developer buy-in 
are they going to make a game that is exclusive for VR so that you can build this cool experience and then only a handful of people actually get to try it? Or do they want to spend their time and effort building a game that could have a, a wider audience and they could actually make more money off of? So if, if there's a way to kind of do both and, and create a game where you can do cross-platform, um, I, think, I think that's a great thing. Uh, when I was playing that Rec Room game and I'm like running through this area, this one guy's like, oh yeah, I'm like, my Oculus is doing this. And I was like, oh, okay, this guy doesn't have a Vive. This guy uses an Oculus, but because we're both on PCs and because it's compatible with both, obviously he's doing this with a different setup. Okay, yeah, that makes that makes sense. And then, you know, the other weird thing about it is when someone's like, oh yeah, I'm in Japan and I'm here. And you're like, but it feels like that person's standing across the room from you. Yeah. And like for me to come out of my head for a second and be like, wow, I'm playing dodgeball with a guy in Japan who's <laughs> who's wearing a, a mask on his face and, and hanging out in his room yeah in Japan like I those sorts of experiences for me are another cool thing where you're just like okay yeah like you it it it, it brings people together in a virtual space mm-hmm. um even though they're completely alone <laughs> yeah 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 I, I I remember a long time ago playing World of Warcraft with people in like Australia and I just w- always thought it was so cool that I'm, I'm like, I'm fighting, I'm fighting a raid boss right now with a dude in Australia, and I'm all the way in Oklahoma City, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but but going a little bit further and knowing that, like, it, it it gets a little bit deeper when, like, if you're looking at somebody and their head is moving around in this virtual space, you know that their head is actually moving around. Oh yeah, yeah, and it, and then I think that again speaks to that uh, that subtle difference that that really changes the experience in playing something in VR versus playing it just with a mouse and a keyboard or with a controller in your hand. Is if I glance to the left, if I just turn my head slightly, like I look to the left, and and so those those very basic m- motions and movements that that you just do in real life. Uh, that's not something you have to teach. Like, I don't have to teach my kids how to use the controller to reach over and grab something. Like, yeah. they step over and reach their hand up. Like, they know how to do that. So it's it's pretty intuitive in that way. And then with some minor understanding of how the controllers work, you can suddenly create a lot of really rich experiences. So, yeah, yeah it's weird. When I was... And and I think there's there's a point where you're cognizant of the fact that you're playing a VR game and you're like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm doing this experience. But there have been several times where I really get invested in what we're doing or what we're playing, and I kind of forget that I'm standing in my living room with a helmet on and like <laughs> controllers. Yeah. And I, I, I don't I don't focus on that aspect of it. And then I like and then I kind of come back and I'm like, oh wow, yeah, I wasn't just, you know, running through and, and shooting aliens like that that wasn't what I was really doing. I was just making a fool of myself as my wife sits on the couch and and judges me <laughs> so so harshly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, speaking of, of kids playing games and and immersing themselves, uh, we were playing Rock Band yesterday, and it was the first time like that my son uh, i i don't know why i pretend anymore when dexter was playing he had the guitar he had the guitar on him and he was pressing the buttons he was and he was matching the timing on the screen and he was playing on easy but like he was actually playing 
playing the notes. He was str- he was over strumming too much because he's just like da 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 da. Sure, yeah. But he was hitting the notes, and I was like, "Holy crap! Holy crap! He's he's growing <laughs> up. I can play drums now, and he can do this, and we can have fun." And like we we played like an hour's worth of songs, him and I, and yeah, and actually like. It was one of the few times where I'm like, ah, you know, I I gotta stop playing this game. I'm my back hurts right now, like <laughs> like where I stopped playing because I was done. And he was like, "Can we, you want to do one more song?" I'm like, ah, "The heck, this you, kid!" You know, I do, I do, son, I do want to play one more <laughs> song. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I I think that it was about a year ago where I I busted out the rock band stuff and was playing with my two older kids. And even my youngest would get involved and try to sing. Yeah. But it was weird because we were all playing together. And even if we had to put it on no fail mode or we had to put everybody on easy, like it was still cool. We all got to have a part in it and I'll do it together. And uh, yeah, that's, it's really, it's really cool when you, when you kind of cross over from that, like, oh, I shouldn't be playing this because, because my kid can't play it with me yeah. to, Oh, this is something we get to do together. Yeah. Now. Like, yay, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's so weird. And 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 yeah, I guess you got four stars on that ride song by Twenty One Pilots by singing last night. All right. And I'm like, holy crap. Uh, but y- you know, it's it was a weird, it's such a weird thing. Uh, just thinking about this generationally, because I also um I I bought Lego Dimensions. I'm not sure if I mentioned right. it on the last last episode, but. Bought Lego Dimensions so I could play with with Dexter, and we're just we're just going through the game and we're playing it, and I'm like, this is so weird that I'm just I have a little being that came from my penis essentially, <laughs> and now we're like playing video games together. Ch- Chelsea helped a little bit. Like, uh, she helped a little. A little bit, just a little bit. Um, happy Happy Mother's Day, by the way. <laughs> happy Mother's Day, Chelsea. <laughs> uh, and I, I think it's I think it's interesting that. We're in a, a generation, you and I, as parents, that we are so much, we can relate so much more with our kids right right now, like as far as technology is concerned. Because I remember growing up with my dad and, and you know, he would, he would try to play like a game with, with me and my brother and, uh, you know, he's, he's not, a, he doesn't know how to play first person shooters really and you know he he could relate a little bit but not but not too much and now we're at a place where like he's going to be just as good as me eventually and probably better and we're we can interact long distance too so even if he moves away you know with a wife and kid and and, and ditches me and and deck and Chelsea forever and ever we can still play and connect long distance over Xbox Live or whatever right that, right. That's so yeah. it's it's so interesting. Like we can virtually play catch essentially for the rest of our lives. Yeah, that's and and I think it's weird because we're we sit at that like that leading edge, I guess, of the millennial generation. We we're we're in that gray area where we are the we remember kind of growing up without smartphones in our hands or 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 that kind of technology, but we were also there for sort of the beginning of a lot of that and I think you know, we grew up with video game consoles in our houses. We 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 probably had PCs at a relatively young age, and uh, and as you know, smartphones have become more prevalent, and as the age of the internet has has sort of consumed the the planet, we we've kind of experienced that 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 transition. Mm-hmm. And so, 
none of it really seems foreign to me. None of the idea of playing games, playing games with my friends, uh, doesn't seem like a foreign concept. Yeah. And, and, and it definitely doesn't to my kids. Like they, they understand this from a very early age. And so, uh, yeah, I, I like that idea that, okay, well I can play a game with, with Caleb or, or Allie, you know, Allie and I like to play Minecraft together. And, um, the fact that I can do a small local server, just in my house yeah. and you know we can be on two computers and and she really she doesn't like to play minecraft by herself yeah you know minecraft can be a very uh, independent game where you if you tap into elements of your creativity and you build all kinds of worlds but she really enjoys that multiplayer aspect of it and and doing things together mm-hmm. so uh it's it's cool that we could do that now but also you know for forever yeah. Uh, so long as we have a, a solid internet connection, um, and and net neutrality doesn't end up blowing up in our faces. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I I think. Um, yeah, I, I I am really excited about that, and and that's one of the one of the reasons why I really like the fact that my kids enjoy gaming with me. Mm-hmm. At least when they're young. Maybe when they get older, they'll be like, Dad, you're your stupid <laughs> games like i'm not into that i i want to be out in nature or something and i guess that's fine if they if they want to choose to do that I, I, sort of thing, yeah but, I, I guess i guess that's uh, fine if they want to <laughs> but for my money virtual nature is is even better so. uh the the himalayas are so much better <laughs> in virtual I'm telling you that that mount everest thing yeah. is a trip i'm just weird um but yeah so you know i'm glad dexter's kind of getting to that point where he's 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 rocking with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I still have to. He still doesn't know right from left, and so for playing Lego, I'm like, go left, and he's like, going right. I'm like, no, the other the other way, and then he like goes up. I'm like, oh, God, God. <laughs> Just press. Uh. Anyway, I mean, sometimes it's frustrating still because he's still he's still young with it, but I'm just uh, I'm I'm I'm, sh- I'm weirded out. I'm weirded out as as a as a father that I'm experiencing this stuff now. Uh, but speaking of being weirded out, uh, being a father, uh, Dexter is going to watch alien covenant with us <laughs> okay. cut, cut, all cut right. this weekend. Uh, is, is he all caught up as he, as he watched all the uh, prequels and, and previous films? Well, we saw aliens in the theater uh, a couple months ago. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, well, you could say I'm a bad parent all you want, but you understand? No, I never do that on the air. Yeah. <laughs> I never, I never do that when I record. Uh, well, not you, the, the people listening. Uh, but you know, we 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 raise him. We don't we don't censor him in that way, and we're we're proud to like take him to some of these these scary movies, and he likes scary movies. And actually, uh, there's this comic that we get now called Spook House, and it's actually it's like old Tales from the Crypt esque anthology comic series with scary stories for kids and it's another thing that i'm just shocked as a father he's just like like in the car driving home just reading this this horror comic just like god our kids are so different freaking love you man like our kids get along so great but like my kids are so different from me from your son sometimes (laughs) like like i i will talk about something scary and they're like stop no don't no i don't like it nope yeah, I don't know. It's but I think it's it's a it's a it's a testament to sort of the openness that you guys have had with that sort of material uh versus the stuff we just will not show our kids. Yeah, well um, and I, and I think I think you and and, sh- and 
Do you say? Oh yeah, Sheena. Sheena. Yeah, we said Sheena's Sheena. my wife. Uh, She's been on the show. Come yeah, on. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you and Sheena aren't as as big of horror fans as as we are too. I'd, I'd say that's completely accurate. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, I think that that's a, that's a part of it as well. Um, let's see. Uh, speaking of Lego. And going back to the Lego thing, your, your, your transitions are on point. Today. <laughs> uh, I mentioned Lego dimensions, but I bought a big, I bought the a $220 Lego ultimate collectors edition, uh, wow. star Wars snow speeder. And I got, ah, dude, that thing is, thing is so cool. This, <laughs> uh, like, uh, I, I look at it in the morning and I just, I like get a smile on my face, like God, that's so bitching. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Like, like I've got, I've got my uh, Pose X-wing right over here to my left, and my DeLorean from uh, Back to the Future, and the Ghostbusters uh, like ambulance, and like I don't know what it is about being an adult and like sort of that that convergence of Lego and my childhood. Like Lego was it, like. Yeah. Uh, aside aside from my you know Ninja Turtle collection and things like that, but like Legos were a constant, um, and sort I sort of haven't outgrown them still. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just to kind of bring some of my favorite things out of pop culture, and and build those things in Lego, and then just sort of have them on display and be like, yeah, I I made that, even though I I followed step by step very explicit directions, <laughs> like yeah. I I built it. So, um yeah, no, I know I totally understand. How big is that speeder? Cuz I think you showed me a picture, but Yeah. Um it sort of it, you well, uh so how how do I describe it to people listening? It's it's about maybe a foot foot long or so? Like okay. as far like from from nose to tail. Uh that's that's probably about a foot, huh? So, yeah, maybe like a foot and a <laughs> foot and a half or so maybe. Um and then maybe half of that wide and okay and it's it's got a little stand and uh okay so you know the how big the minifigs are sure for uh the figurines the cockpit is too big for one of them to sit in like it, it, oh, it, right. it looks okay. it looks like a kid is sitting in the cockpit if you put <laughs> if you put one of the these minifigs in there i Awesome. Hopefully that that gives you a sense of scale a little bit better. Got it. <laughs> banana for scale. Just take a picture with a banana. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and then uh, let's see what what else has been going on, Travis. Have have you uh, have you gotten a chance to check out any uh, any decent movies lately? Or no, or... I, I, I'm waiting for Alien Covenant. Actually, no, I Chelsea bought me this movie called The Girl with All the Gifts, and it's a zombie movie, uh, but it, it's it. it it kind of mimics the plot. It's based off of a book, uh, but there's this PS4 game called The Last of Us. It's a PS3 game, I guess. And it's, it, it feels very similar. Uh, it's pretty good. It's got, it has Glenn, Glenn Close in it. Uh, it's, a different, it's a different way of uh, portraying a zombie apocalypse, and so I, I appreciated that. Um, I didn't see a movie last night, but I did take Chelsea to go see American Idol winner Taylor Hicks out here oh get out was it is he the one he like i felt like he had like a tick or something when he was singing he, he was like the he's he like gray-haired uh bluesy yeah. kind of soulsy kind of singer he did did great did a great job we saw we saw him downtown in the blue note uh blue note hawaii oh. and yeah I, 
it's kind of sad to me. Go ahead. It's kind of sad to me, just a little bit, on of Taylor Hicks because he's a really talented singer, a really talented artist. But the fact that he has to still use American Idol in his like in between sets, like talking, in his branding, yes, and like, yeah, like okay. it's it's a little unfortunate to me because he sang, he came out, he sang his first song, and Chelsea and I had like a, an unofficial wager with each other, like how long is it going to take for him to bring up American Idol? And he brought it up after the first song, like right away. Yeah, and okay. it was like that's so sad that you clearly are above that show but you still have to use it in order to for people to come see you you know yeah i i I feel like there's only you know a couple maybe a handful at best of artists who sort of transcended that yeah um kelly clarkson uh, is kelly clarkson sort of the obvious i mean she's the first winner but she and i think she'll always be associated with that but she definitely built a career outside of that um but i think carrie underwood Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Being she's she's just like this powerhouse not just in country music but in music in general. And uh I think I think she got so big that it's almost like, oh yeah, she did she did do American Idol. That's right. That's why we know about her. Like, but she just kind of and and I I don't want to bash any other artist and say like, well, her talent level is so high that like she didn't necessarily need American Idol to become successful. Yeah. That was just her path for getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely some idol celebrities where it was like, yeah, if it hadn't been for votes, like we wouldn't, we wouldn't really know who you are. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, I guess for I maybe maybe Taylor Hicks exists somewhere in that <laughs> that middle ground where it's like, who was it? Who was? Oh, that guy from American Idol. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he's really good. And then you can kind of like move on from there. But you know, there's. Some people, that's just they're gonna have that's gonna have to be their thing. That's right. Like that's yeah. I don't know. And speaking of American Idol, it's coming back on ABC. This this is it seriously. Yeah, oh, yeah. They oh just they just announced it, so it's it's gonna be on the same. It's because the Voice is on ABC too. No, Voice is NBC. Oh, okay, okay. And and I think Idol was originally on Fox. So yes. That's weird that they made the jump. There. Yeah, and it, and Kelly Clarkson is going to be on the Voice next season. There's a lot of what a, tang- what a tangled reality <laughs> web there is out there. Uh, not not that I'm going to watch either one of them, but no, I, I always had a problem with the voice just because I, it was a good concept. The first part of the voice, because you know how the, you've watched the voice before. This is the voice. Yes. Like the, the first part of the voice where they do the blinds, the, the blind auditions and they turn around. The- the only really like solid aspect of that show, in my opinion. Yes, but, yes, yeah. absolutely. Because the whole the whole premise of the show was we don't doesn't matter what you look like, doesn't matter. What matters is your voice, and we want to listen to your voice. And after that first round, when they turn around and they look at the person, then it's not about it's not just about the voice anymore. It's also about the and then it's now. and then it's how can we do American Idol differently and still have a show? Yes. And, I mean, essentially, and and so in my opinion, the the show loses its merit after that that first round. Um, this is the voice. Yeah. Bam! Uh, you you mentioned the blue note. Are are you thinking about going and seeing Burt Kreischer out there? Oh, when he when he, when he travels to Hawaii, uh, if he can be on the show, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After his after his uh, scathing review of you in a cold open a, a few weeks ago, uh, he's actually coming back to Omaha. Uh, he's doing one of his um, 
uh, Colin Sick to Work shows where it's like a Friday and it's a comedy show, but it starts at noon uh, and everybody just day drinks. Are you going to go? And, and I'm going to try. All right. Can you get yeah. it? Can you get him to do another cold open? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, but I, wa- I wanted to bring up stand up comedy a little bit because I watched uh, a, a recent special on HBO. Um, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to check it out, uh, but are you familiar with uh, Chris Gerhard or it's spelled get hard. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he, uh, he's done improv work. He, uh, yeah, he's yeah. Um, so I, I just kind of look for, for standup, uh, Netflix has a special like every week now, so it's almost hard to, to keep up. Uh, but this was, this was a new one, uh, called career suicide yeah. on HBO. And, uh, it's, I was like, okay, sure. I'll, I'll watch the first few minutes and see how it goes. And, uh, it's definitely not a traditional standup. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more akin to like a one man show. Oh, like, uh, uh like Burbib- Burbiglia? A little bit. Yes. It's very, very storyteller centric, Yeah, but he, he talks a lot about, um, mental illness mm-hmm. and his experience with mental illness and severe depression and, uh, basically being suicidal. Hmm. And he talks about his experience with his, uh, psychologist and psychiatrist that he's worked with and the medications that he's dealt with and sort of his his path to through being in show business and and getting to where he is uh and he's very open and honest about his experiences with that and then you know sprinkles in jokes and humor to kind of lighten it and he he works in comedy so that's it's what he does uh but it was one of those things where you hear a lot about comedians who sort of live a double life where they're very funny on stage and, and stand-up comedy, they're hilarious, but they sort of are all have this like really dark place that they come from and sort of like that darkness almost fuels the creativity in comedy. Yeah. And, um, but they don't, they don't always share that. And I thought this was just a, it was one of those things where I started it one night and, and then it was got late and I, and I went to sleep, but I, I went back to it. I revisited it because uh, it was just very interesting to to have someone kind of be that open and honest and and not just like go and try and hit the beats and get as many laughs as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But really, but really, kind of deal with that. So, um, I I I would recommend it to people and and but don't expect it to be like a hey hey let's go let's go get a group together and watch this comedy. <laughs> let's special. go. Let's go have fun, everybody. <laughs> like it's it's depressing at times and it's but it's real and it and it, and it's honest and um i thought it, i thought it was really neat uh just sort of uh exploration into the the real situation that people deal with yeah. uh on a regular basis with with suicide and 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 depression and things like that and so um yeah some something to check out yeah no that that, that sounds good and that that's always interested me about stand up comedians uh, the fact that there is that dark place in in a lot of them, and and one of the reasons why I don't feel like I would be a good stand up comedian, really, <laughs> because because yeah, I don't yeah, I don't I have that. I, there's 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 not there's that part of I don't have. I mean, everybody has a dark place, but like it doesn't affect me emotionally. Like I'm not I'm not depressed or I'm not, um, you know crazy <laughs> i i feel like yeah. i'm missing part of that that makes you're just goofy yeah like you're goofy a lot and you i'm dad joke and you, uh, i'm dad jokey yeah oh we're so dad jokey <laughs> like i i think about it a lot especially because i've been listening to all these comedy podcasts and 
and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, like stand-up comedy, that seems like something worth checking out. But between my crippling stage fright <laughs> and like, I don't, I, I don't seem to be a person that like writes jokes. Yeah. I'm the type of person that in a conversation just comes up with funny anecdotes or quips in that conversation. Right. And I suppose you can, you can take that and reverse engineer it and turn it into a story with, with funny jokes in it and stuff. I just, I just haven't had the, the will <laughs> or, or the interest to, to do any of that work. Yeah, I know so, it. Uh, that's that, that, that'll, that'll be pushed off well into the future, but every once in a while, uh, yeah, every once in a while I'll think of something <laughs> will come up and I'll be like, uh, you know, I can make a bit out of this. I can, I can make a bit out of this. Like I, the yesterday I was talking to my friend Pat and he had gone downtown in Hawaii and there was like a hell's angels, the hell's angels showed up downtown in Chinatown. And the first thought I had was that's, I didn't know there was hell's angels on Hawaii. That's, that's interesting. And then the second thing was he's like, yeah. And then this other biker gang came out called uh, the De- Demons of War, the, like a gang called Demons of War. And I was like, that's so that's so bitchin. Like <laughs> that's such a scary name. Like that's a that's a name of a gang you don't want to mess with. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and then I was thinking like, but like Demons of War, that's that's so much scarier because like it's not even just like a regular demon it's like it's like a demon with maybe like battle armor on but then <laughs> yeah but then you but then you think like what other kinds of demons it's, do it's they definitely have? a demon that's seen some stuff yeah you know like. but then do, do you have like do you have like farmer demons you know like i don't, I don't know <laughs> somebody somebody's got to be like creating the food for the demons <laughs> yeah. right is it like, like a cast like, are there middle are, are there like middle management demons <laughs> That are just like processing paperwork. Yeah, like there's like a a, a cyber, just like a help. Are there rec- are there recruiter demons <laughs> that like aren't really out at war, but they're finding the demons that are worthy to go to war? Maybe. It, yeah, that, that, exactly. And and then so when I was talking to him, I was like, I, I can make that into a comedy bit. I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, well, we almost just did. I think. Oh yeah, I think I think it was just we did it. it. Um. Congrats, Brittany. Thanks. Uh, well, I think I guess one final thing. We are recording this uh, on a Sunday. It is the 14th of May. Mother's Day. Which is Mother's Day. Mother's Day. So uh, thank you to all the moms out there. If there are mothers that listen, thank you for everything that you do. Uh, thank you to my wife for being an awesome mom to my kids. And thank you to my mom for raising me. That's right. Uh, yeah. And Brandon, thanks to all the moms in your life. <laughs> thank, thank you to, to Chelsea for for taking care of Dexter and supporting us in everything that she does and also thanks to my mom for pushing me out of her vajayjay <laughs> that was if nothing else thank you so much for that <laughs> uh well i think that's our show for this week guys we should probably get back to those wives yes, and absolutely. Not just thank them in podcast form <laughs> uh but we thank you guys so much for for listening and, and your interest in this show uh, if you are enjoying the show and haven't gotten a chance, please head out to iTunes and leave a review. You can uh, rate it five stars if, if that's what you're into. And uh, yeah, just write something. I don't know. Write something that you're interested in, something you like about the show. Maybe write a special note to your mom yeah. <laughs> for Mother's Day, you know, anything you want to put in there. Uh, but it'll really help uh, kind of get the show out in front of other people. So thanks so much for listening. Hit us up on Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. And uh, check out our other podcast, uh, S4YA. It's it's going to come, come back, back pretty next soon. Next month. 
next month. All right. Bye, 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 bye. Uh, well, well, until our next episode, I'm Travis. I'm Brandon. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.